Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, your host, The Jick. And I'm also a host and I'm a riff. And I'm the final host, The Hot Stuff. The final, the host in his final form, which is of a ghost. Exactly. How's it going, guys? Uh, it's alright. Made it another week without turning into ghosts. Yay! Just good or bad, depending on how you look at it, I guess. I know, Riff, you have that ghost fetish. <laughs> it would, it might be kind of cool to be a ghost, although I think I would probably want to stop after a while. I would like to vacation as a ghost. Okay. Aren't we just like mummies in training right now? Huh. Skeleton, yeah. skeleton cadets. <laughs> skeleton trapped in his meat disguise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how you guys been? been all right alive yeah yeah alive and well <laughs> i went to uh to lovely colorado for a weekend yeah. is that the name of the town lovely colorado there's loveland in colorado huh. they, they they post a lot of mail uh near valentine's day did you get super super baked while you I were there didn't oh I there you were was a say i did uh, no i did not there was an ad on the highway uh, as I was driving down from the mountains that said, get high. And then it was an ad for like a trampoline gym. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All of that ironic uh, use of those terms is going to be really weird now that you can use them non-ironically. Yep. Maybe they yeah. weren't using it uh, ironically. Maybe they expect you to go smoke a lot of pot and jump on their trampoline. Oh, yeah. Like, I know you've you, you've jumped on a trampoline before, but have you ever done it while you were totally <laughs> baked? Because it's pretty cool. Like, you can really feel your wrist breaking. <laughs> you know, Maybe like ankle. you can, you can like, you feel every hair as it gets ripped out by a giant Ow. fucking spring oh, as God, you yeah. fall through a hole. Yeah. In the side of it. I was just going to say, I've always been a little bit afraid of trampolines because I, 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 uh, got my foot caught in between the springs of one once i i didn't like fall through in such a way as to injure myself but it was the sort of thing where it was like wow that could have been a lot worse <laughs> i am um, i had a i had a fat kid land on my hand uh so like imagine that you're holding up your hand as if to say stop in the name of love mm -hmm. and then a fat kid falls on it such that you just bend your your entire hand all the way back toward uh. you yeah. Like to the point where it touched your uh, I don't your think so. Arm. I can't that doesn't seem like it could have happened without doing serious damage, but yeah. uh I mean it's it's entirely possible that that's like the next spot where I'm going to just start having chronic pain every time it gets cold or whatever. Do it. Did this happen recently? No, this happened when I was like 9. I see. Okay. But as you get older, all of your childhood injuries start to ache when it gets cold. Yeah, I mean, scurvy. Yeah. Right? Opens up all your wounds. God, that is the that is just terrifying to oh, think about. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of witch curse. Maybe yeah. that's why pirates uh, are no you know teeth. reputed. Like that's why so many of them had wooden legs because it's like they get out to sea, they don't eat vitamin C for a long time, and their leg falls off because <laughs> oh man, were... remember that time when you were a kid and your leg was cut off and we reattached <laughs> it? Um, that wasn't permanent, as it turns out, and uh, you know. They had really advanced prosthetic legs, but not like they didn't keep them not with them on the boats, right? So they were just like, well, I guess we'll just use a piece of mast. It's pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That'd be funny if instead of like a peg leg where it was like the same general size and shape, it's like all they had was like one of those elephant 
umbrella stand things. <laughs> and that, that's what they. Like you just fall. You'd fall into it. Well, they would put it. They would attach. Oh, they put umbrellas in it first, <laughs> right. and then just use those to just strap you to the. <laughs> you think yeah. there was um, like a fat pirate, and they just used like an old rum keg or something? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would characterize the stereotypical peg leg as being the same shape and size as a leg. Well, I mean, generally, right? Like within uh, no, not an even order ge- of magnitude, <laughs> right? I mean, it. So, like, to to admit that would be to admit that there is no difference between drinking a boot of beer and a tall, regular <laughs> cylinder of beer. There it depends, is. Depends you don't on have the to, volume. You don't the, have to rotate the, the regular cylinder. Um, you're not likely to get the regular cylinder in a in a beer garden. You totally are. They have those too. They even have a handle on them, so a girl in a dirndl can carry eight at once. <laughs> dirndl. Yep. <laughs> it's good. That's a good word. It is a good word. Um, it's onomatopoeic. <laughs> That's the sound it makes. <laughs> Seriously, have you ever been there? They're walking along and it just goes dirndl, 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 dirndl. <laughs> that might have just been me <laughs> saying that. <laughs> saying that, me. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, I, I often just like I repeat in my head whatever a girl I see is wearing. <laughs> you know, I'm just walking along like raincoat, 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 skirt, 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 skirt. <laughs> so eventually you're going to get. When you when you get really old, walking around with a cane, you won't realize that you're saying it out loud now. Oh <laughs> You'll man, be yeah. One of those guys, <laughs> and it'll just be like pantsuit, 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 colossal bag, colossal bag, colossal bag, colossal bag. <laughs> Do you prefer uh, summer to winter because there's just fewer articles of clothing mm. to recite? Well, I mean, yes, uh, <laughs> on some levels, um, but not for that reason because they're still, you know, I mean, like <clears throat> bikini is more syllables than habit. Right? So it's easier to be at a convent than a beach, but it's not more pleasant, right? Anyway. I don't know how your brain works. Yeah. I just make it up as I go along. You guys want to answer some questions about the Kingdom of Loathing browser-based internet video game multiplayer RPG? Sure. Can't think of a reason not to. Stumps McGee says, can we get a line on item descriptions of limited time items about what their dates are, such as limited time content for March 2012? I know there is a list of items in the filtering options, but I would just like to click on an item to know if it's available. Yeah, um, I could see putting that on as just a line item in the bottom of it. I've been considering trying to go to some effort to make the item descriptions a little more compact so that the thing that gives me pause on doing mouse overs instead of pop ups what sorry when you just think about pause p-a-w-s and m- mouse right overs. the things that, the thing that gives me pause is dr moreau oh, <laughs> yeah. um, the okay sorry i just got deja vu like we've had this exact same stupid conversation before so. okay seems new to me <clears throat> um the thing that is the the challenge in my mind about doing uh, just normal modern video game style mouse over descriptions instead of the pop ups that KOL has is that they are not of even a little bit consistent size. Oh, yeah, not at all. Right. Because some of our descriptions are a word and some of them are a huge long story. Right. Uh, an essay written by Professor Boo Barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's the best. What was Boo Barnacle's first name? 
Yeah, it was just E.G. I just gave uh, him EG, initials. E.G. Yeah. E. Boobarnacle. For example, Boobarnacle. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I got, I got it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, trying to imagine ways in which I could make item descriptions a little shorter in general. Because, um, I don't know, there's a lot of... Do you of, mean, like, actually editing? What? Do you mean editing? Oh, no, 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 not to, no, I mean short, I mean shorter in height. Okay. Like to make the contents of that thing. Just make sure everything shows up on one line. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can always just make (laughs) the text smaller, wide, dynamically. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. I mean, it, it wouldn't be perfect because one fucking thing that the Dom just can't do is tell you how tall anything is. Like it's. I mean, I get that there's like a weird order of operations thing because you can't like in order to respond to it, you're potentially changing it. And in order to respond to it, you have to pick a time to do it. And so that time has to be after it's rendered. But like, eh, you know, what is a the DOM? Uh, The document object model. Uh, It is the environment in which JavaScript runs uh, like addressing windows and forms and controls and stuff are all handled via the dom yeah. um and it is the thing that i actually hate when i say that i hate css <laughs> um, although i also hate css can't fucking center something that dynamically gets larger based on its contents so sorry blind people this isn't going to be centered ah <laughs> 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 oh, man <clears throat> uh yeah so but I, but i i agree stumps mcgee that that's a thing that could stand to be uh just a last available colon um Zulveumnis says, I miss advice hot dogs, so I moved back to Pittsburgh, the only downside of which is that I now live in a house with no less than 11 internal loops. This is possible on account of the house was a triplex at one time and has stairwells on three sides, which create a bewildering series of nested vertical loops, plus there's a regular horizontal one on the second floor. Moving out isn't an option. What do I do to keep from going insaner? Uh, man, I don't know. Just it was so, so hard for me to negotiate Brambleberry. Like... Brambleberry was so awful. Because we had a front stairwell and a back stairwell. Yeah. No, you didn't. You, d- you thought you had a back stairwell, but you didn't. <laughs> that stairwell was not real. If you don't use that one, then there's really only... There's no loops, right? There's... There are. There's a loop on every floor. Every floor was a loop. Was it? Mm-hmm. The second floor was just a series of rooms. Was it really? Yeah. The first floor is also just a series of rooms. No, the first floor is definitely in The third a, floor might have had a connecting this is, door. This is there's, possibly the most interesting conversation we have ever had on this podcast. There, but there's no um, there were no connecting doors. It was just it was just a room to room to room. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, John Diaz says, I find it rather funny that in order to deflate the misguided racism accusations in the Black Forest, you decided to replace the problematic character of Black Knight with another Satanism reference. Uh what? Mm. what? <laughs> now we can participate in a black mass in addition to being able to play an entire ascension in hell, at least two or three demonic familiars, and daily demon summoning. I mean, damn. I think you mean damned. <laughs> Obviously, don't take those references seriously, but I would counterpropose that instead of more Satan references, we get a few Eris ones, or maybe Buddha, five tons of flax, John Diaz. I have a bunch of questions. One is for Riff. Riff, what the fuck is wrong with Discordians? Uh, in what sense? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Give me a context um, in which, into which they might be there. <laughs> there were no racism accusations about the Black Forest. There were zero racism accusations. There were zero complaints. What the fuck? <laughs> like, do people just send in questions to this even though they don't listen to it? I think that they do. No, it's... Do people listen to the podcast and then not actually listen to the words that I'm saying It's the possible podcast? that they just gloss over your bits. Could be. And wait for our comedy gold. They're the boring parts. My parts are the boring parts. Um... I don't know anything about your bullshit fake religion, but I'm, I do know that I hate it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gosh, you can I mean, say that to just about anybody, though. I really could. Yeah. And oh, and I do. That's my new You're hobby. You're talking about Buddhists, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, man, I don't know. You know, it's not that on, it's a thing like, Linux, right? Where on paper it seems fine. And there's a bunch then, of different flavors of it. But then when you meet the people, you're like, ugh, no. <laughs> That's how I feel about Discordians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I ever if I ever met a Discordian that I felt was taking it seriously, I would feel exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's did you like... ever did you ever meet a guy who was real into the Church of the Subgenius? No, I never did, and I uh, and I think I'm glad because yeah. I, encountering those people on the internet, it's like, ah, okay, this is just like somebody who. I mean, it's sort of equivalent to, like, if there were just a thousand different things that you could say that all meant bacon, it's like that guy, <laughs> you know. Or uh, you mean bro- that dog on the commercial, like b- bronies? Maybe that guy, oh, that dog okay. was in a whole. That dog had whole sentences. <laughs> and also, he just said the word bacon a bunch of times. It wasn't like he was like you know, and like also that dog had the only reasonable response to it, which is like, yeah, that's okay. It's not like, oh man, could you put that in like a fucking cupcake or something for no reason? <laughs> hey, could you maybe use that to just like ruin uh, something else, like? Like cotton candy, like but cotton candy, like thread that into some cotton candy for me. How about that? No, because he's a fucking dog and dogs aren't stupid. <laughs> um, Penny says, hi, Jake and all the other members of the KOL staff. Hi, I recently started playing again for the first time since 2010. I love all the new content, and especially the new challenge pass. I'm glad you guys are still making more content. I also wanted to thank you for making this game because it was where I met my husband. We got married and now we have two kids. So, Jake, you are sort of the spiritual father of two little children in Norway. Ponder that. Colon dash P. Uh, actually, more than two, because we know another couple who also met the same way and have two kids now. Here they are. And then it uh, links to a picture of two adorable children and says their names are Freydis and Osmoon. That's nice. awesome. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. If you have another kid, name him Magnus. Do not name him Terrence. This is this is an advice hot dog callback but episode. Magnus, oh, yeah. best name. Terrence, worst name. In terms of like being cool. Being a cool guy who people should listen to or, or respect. There was a there was a blog post on 538.com, which was like Oh yeah. Like just from a woman's name, you can tell how old she is or whatever. That was like the title of it or, mm-hmm. something, or the person's person's name. You can tell how old they are. And like that was actually not at all accurate. Like, although I, I say that and it said that I would be 37 and I was like, well, fuck. Um, but, <laughs> yep. uh, but every, but every other person that like I knew did not fit into their schema. And also, uh, if I when I went out on the street and was like, "What's your name?" I was like, "You're 48," and they were like, "No, I'm a six-year-old." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> shit, this just doesn't work." 
Well, that's that's statistics for you. What about yeah. Riff? How old is the average Riff? <laughs> they didn't they didn't go into the interesting ones. Yeah, I was really I hoping that Zachary. I don't think, that was Zachary. I don't think Zachary was in there either. I was I was really hoping that he had found some sort of secret where like like in a given year they have a set of names and then they only use those names for that year and then they just have a new set of of names for every year. Riff, was it you that? listed the the, it showed that gif of like a graph of the last letter of men's names every year over time Uh, and that doesn't sound familiar in the 2000s n just took over because of all the caden braden jaden which Uh, is for real uh, apparently like it is crazy like no letter was Was ever as dominant some of them were i mean some of that like i feel like you know, your your ends were always up there for John and, and whatever. Kevin. But it was never, yeah, but it was never like just. Nathan. It was never like orders of magnitude higher than all of the others. Right. You know, Jonathan, Dan, <laughs> Danielina. <laughs> William. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jin. Yeah. <laughs> With either a. G or a a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. DJ. Um, Canadian. Oh, he's American McGee kind of threw off the... (laughs) McGeen. McGeen. McGeen McGee. McGeen McGee, they called him. Uh, King Bobson says, Level 12 quest doesn't start until you've adventured in the Palindome, but to make sure people don't get themselves into a situation where they have to finish level 12 quest to finish the level 11 quest. But now that there's an alternate route and that locking out doesn't happen anymore, any reason the level 12 quest still has the odd start condition it has? I remember that coming up, and I don't remember why. It's possible that I just forgot to remove the restriction. I thought you did remove the restriction. I might have didn't. Hmm. I can look. I had forgotten. Because, I mean, I couldn't remove it until the new quest rolled out, so it's possible that that's one of those things that didn't get put on a list of things to do at rollout. Yeah, that's possible. Um, Wow, Alpha Omicron uh, suggests a lot of interface changes. Um... Are they good ones? His overall idea here is to reduce need for third-party tools. Mafia wiki spreadsheets. Uh, Padlock icon beside effects in the character pane that can be uh, closed to automatically try to get more of the effect when it would run out. Mm. See, that's a weird thing, right? Yeah. Like, that's automation in a strange way that we're just not going to Yeah, do. I don't... That's not a thing that I would do because I think that you, like, especially if you accidentally did it to something that used a precious resource, like, you're... Because it... So, like, yeah, how far do you want to take that, right? Do, so, when when it is a buff that you can cast, do you... Does it automatically cast it a and then replenish your MP? Mm-hmm. Or does it just leave your MP low and then you accidentally go into a fight with no MP? Yeah, like what if a what if a hundred buffs wear off at the same time yeah. and then it tries to recast half of them? What order does it do them? And like, I, that's, yeah, where does it get the where does it get the resources? There's a bunch I mean, of it knows options. it always knows like any effect that has the up arrow on it knows where it came from and mm-hmm. knows if you can do that again, mm-hmm. right? But it there there is just there's a lot of unanswered questions there, and it's the kind of thing where the behavior that would satisfy one person would not satisfy another person. And it is also just the kind of automation that we don't do. Uh, chat tab that shows your notes so you can have reminders about the best way to complete quests, etc. beside the main pane while playing. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. You know, you can just open another window with the notes. Yeah. In it. Um. Huh. Mouse over text on effect icons that says what they do. Blue text. Mouse over text on effect icons. 
cons. Yeah. Like being over to, yeah. I was just, that's the same as like mouse over, oh, mouse over text. Like, yeah. Just like creating alt text on effects that says what they're doing. Um, I don't know. It's just the name. Yeah. I don't object to that. Um, there might be technical issues with it. I guess. I guess because the title field is a limited resource, right? Like you can't just have an arbitrary amount of text in there. You can have a lot. Well, okay, but not every browser. Not every browser is going to show it, but you can. You can have. I don't think that we have. I mean, so most video games might be problematic, right? Right, but most things would not be. Okay, I bet that actually wouldn't be too hard to do. That's that's a super. You can't really format it very well yeah, you can. can you can put line breaks in and that's all you you can't make things bold or colored or whatever right, right without faking mouse over stuff but like right. i would like i think that would be handy all right well so here's a question though it, if you put mouse over text on items is that something you're actually considering wouldn't you also just use that technology on effects this would be different though. The, the I, effects I could do right now without having to write any crazy JavaScript pop-up stuff by just generating alt text. Like instead of the alt text just being the name of the effect, it could also be a parsing of what the effect does, mm-hmm. right? And then it could just appear in the alt tag that already exists. Right. right. Whereas what I'm talking about doing with items is having the, the, having the regular- actual entire description pop up. And I don't want that. Like, plus five hot damage, I'm okay with presenting that to the player in unformatted text in right. a mouse over. Right. Because that's all you can really do in there. Um, an entire item description, I'm not. But, oh, you know what would make it shorter in that context actually is not having to have the image. Well, okay. Um, right. But then I guess the question is like, would you, why wouldn't you just do, replicate the, the mouse over? stuff with the, I, the effects because they're they're effectively the same I, because one of I, those is a thing that i could do in probably literally five minutes okay and so one of would, them it, one but of them, it would be replaced by something else eventually so okay jesus um so eventually you would like to have item descriptions as mouse overs yes would you not do the same thing with effects if I don't you had know. Done it I don't with know items? because uh, effect descriptions, the frames would really get in the frames would really get in the way of that, right? Especially because it's if off on were, the side, or like what? What, you, what frames would get in the way? Because it would be in the. So you can't make a pop-up description cross a frame border. Okay, that's like, that's a you thing can't that make you can't I make a. Like a fake pop-up, right? A pop-up can, but everybody hates pop-ups because they're old. So they want you to do the same thing, but with fake-ass pop-ups that aren't really huh. launching new browser windows, but have... They um, really can't cross a frame border? No. Okay. Can't. Well, that's that changes a lot of things. Though, yeah. I didn't no, I mean, that's that. that's a lot of why it's... Okay. You know what can cross a frame border is fucking alt text when you mouse over it, because that just displays in front of the browser. Right. Right? Because it's it's being it's being rendered by the browser right. itself as opposed to being rendered as part of the web page. I wonder if it's stuff like that that caused people to to switch to the model where they didn't use frames. Right? Like all the they wanted to be able to pop oh, yeah. up I mean ads it's a, like <laughs> sure. Whatever. Yeah. There, I mean for most eh, I don't know. For most websites it didn't make sense to use. There were a lot of reasons not to use frames for regular stuff, but for applications 
it absolutely makes sense to use them, right? Because you're never bookmarking anything inside KOL, and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's old. I don't know. I've I've been through this a million times, but sure. Um, iconic skill menu with mouse over text that says what they do. That's another that's another tricky one, right? Because what they do is complicated. Yeah. Um, same with items. <clears throat> mouse over text on familiars that says what they do. Uh, what's my best leprechaun type? I have no idea. There is a filter for familiar functionality. In the works. Yeah. We call it the FFF, the familiar functionality filter. Mm-hmm. Um, Most of us just call it f- mm-hmm. Choice adventure spoilers that fill in as you explore the choice. Monster manual type item. I like that, but it would basically require us to write all those. I mean, that data probably already exists as a set of metadata for the relay browser. Cause mafia just does that. What, what is it? What is the thing again? I didn't, it just te- like, just basically spoilers on choice. Right. Buttons. Right. Because it, I, that is a thing that I would probably complain about as a fundamental aspect of KOL's design if as a player if i were if i were analyzing it as a player right there are like a thousand choice adventures though yeah. and there are a lot of cases where it is not always clear what those do yeah it's not there are multiple things that it might do depending on what you what circumstances that you're in and it's possible that that would spoil something which I don't want to do, right? Like, if you, if there's I a thing, he's with, saying that it's only if you visited it before. Yeah, right? but I'm saying that, that, ouch, son of a bitch, sorry. It's okay. Is every, are we still hooked up? Yeah. Riff, can you still hear us? Yep. Okay. All right. I just got all tangled up in this. In blue. Yes. I got tangled up in this in blue. Um, so what I'm saying is, like, let's say that there is a choice. That is like you have to have uh snorkel on in order to get a bag of gold from the bottom of an aquarium. Of course. Right. You click that and it says you stick your face in the aquarium, but then you drown and you're dead. Sorry. It can't then fill in the thing that says gives you a bag of gold because then it has spoiled it. Right. And it would have to be a thing that like I'm sure a shit not going to write logic for every single choice for what it displays. Right. Right. But it's like so it would just need to systemically like if you've clicked on this, then it then, you know, it. But I'm thinking about like the especially the like granted, this is only a handful of cases, but like all of the like procedurally generated yeah, that's stuff another. that I've that I've made. Yeah, like, that's another big problem because tr- a lot of a lot of those choice buttons get assigned in code. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, I would be tempted if we were doing this again to simplify that a lot, but then I would. You want, the, you want the ability to Yeah, do I want the ability to do the kind of crazy shit that becomes these weird edge cases that that interface is not going to support particularly well. Um, it, I mean, I guess we could theoretically do all the easy ones and then just have question marks next to the ones that are hard or yeah. spoilery or something. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because a lot of, I mean, I would say that probably 75% of them would be straightforward. Yeah, oh yeah, I, more than that. So it's right. And I mean, well, so, so like, I would say that like 
20% of them would be nothing because they're just like leave or whatever or go to another choice adventure. Right. Right. Um, That's a big set of data in terms of tracking what you have and have not done. It's interesting. Uh, you know, it's... You could just do it as a perma string. I mean, like you just sure. serialize an array that is choice dot outcome, right? right? And if it exists in the array, then display the thing. And if it doesn't, you know, and then just put it in there. If it doesn't, when you when you actually click the button, it does get weird for. I mean, rather than displaying question mark, question mark, question mark, it could just not display anything. Right. Well, except for you, you want to differentiate it from something that you have never done before. Well, sure, but you can't because of the procedural generation of some choices, right? Yeah. Like, it could be the same thing that you have done before, but it was on a different button before or uh, something. Yeah, I mean, there, And again, yeah, there aren't that many of those. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I can, it does, see, I can it, see how that is, would be super appealing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that I've, I've leveled the criticism against FTL that I don't that, like one of very, a very small number of things that I find not to like about FTL is <coughs> trying to whenever, remember what everything does. Well, because, because you don't, you just go to a wiki, right? Uh-huh. Like if, if you care about optimality, optimality, then whenever one of those choices pops up, even if it's something you've seen before, you're going to go to a wiki to verify that your memory is correct, hmm. right? Because they are so important. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they are the game, basically. Like, I, I mean, there's the they are the they are the the meta structure of the game. Right. I guess the game is technically like a real time strategy game, right? But like, they are the part of the game that I find interesting and that I care about. Hmm. But um, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't want it to just tell you in the game what those things were going. If you've to already do. done them, yeah. But I would if I've uh, yeah. If if I've already done them, I want it to tell me. That's that is my. I guess I could see that. I can also I can also understand why they don't want to do that. Right, like yeah. that's that's the thing. Like I I, I it's like I don't particularly care. Like I don't think that we've lost anything if the puppet show choice in the sleazy back alley reminds you what the buttons do after you've already done them once right because that's partially that's also like oh this is a this is a like a checkbox this is a this is a list of things like oh hey here's a third thing that i haven't done i should see what that does to like fill in that little hole in in my experience of this but it could be what did this do the last time i clicked it which has a definite state but that leads to weird situations where it's even more work because you have to it's more work and it's also Potentially leading people astray when stuff does change behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, comparatively little stuff does, but yeah, like, yeah. And I mean, yeah, but every now and then, like those lights out things. Um, yeah, I don't think we would do that. Right. I mean, those I would just skip, I think, because those also aren't that's all one choice adventure right so like anything that just launches a dialogue script it doesn't look any different to the player right right but it would just be impossible to cook this into like the grimacite moons crazy yeah like yeah you know it's just not yeah this stuff looks really different on the back end depending on what it is 
Uh, also, he, he writes, uh, you know, X different snappy comebacks to pirate insults somewhere. Yeah, I get I get why you want that. Every time I think about doing anything with that stuff, what I think is I would like to just make that better. Right. Because I really feel like insult beer pong was kind of a failure to. You sidestepped yeah. the whole thing by just coming it up with It seemed good at the route. time, but it didn't age well. And it, it seemed, I think, I mean, it seemed, it seemed adequate at the time. Like, I was never really happy with it. But it was like, ah, this is good enough as a, like, homage. But I mean, I think, like, I'm sort of more concerned with the way that it fails as an homage than a way that I am, than, than I am concerned with the way that it fails as game design. Hmm. Because, like, the people who are bothered by the way that it works are the people who understand the way that it works, right? It's not, like, when it was in the critical path, I was a lot more nervous about how confusing it was hmm. and now i kind of don't care because nothing ever tells you to go there um except your own curiosity yeah or your own experience as not a new player i guess that sucks man i wish to fuck that i could just remove the talisman from the pirates right i mean it would be like a thing that there was no shortcut to which people don't like that i guess but like or like Ugh, man, figure out some other way, some non bullshit thing in the pirates that could speed up the copperhead branches mm. of the quest slightly more than the internal tricks for speeding them up because it's it's just better. But all of these sort of stalwart players can't do it because it's a little bit slower and I mean, that's this is a case where people have actually said, I wish this was the fastest way to do it because it is better. The content is better. I mean, you, could, you could shorten the Copperhead stuff or you could lengthen the pirates. But I don't think I could get away with that. I think that I, I think that lengthening the pirates would be super, super unpopular. I, I mean, I, I, you're right that I could shorten the Copperhead stuff. I don't really want to. Well, okay. Because, I mean, it's paced like a thing that I would make now, right? Sure. And that's... Yeah. You know. Because I like to just you could, steadily you could ruin things. A new, you, you introduce a, a new shortcut to the Copperhead that is interesting and that you can start doing early in the game. But that actually feeds into Copperhead. copperhead. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that you could do... Hmm. A thing that you could get somewhere that would make it so you didn't have to fight two of the snakes or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Or some way what? to, uh, some way to pre find out what snakes you're going to need so that you can get those items early or something. I know. Mm -hmm. We could build a telescope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the way that nobody, I don't know if anybody actually knows how the snakes work. Um, they, I think they talked about it a little bit. Did they? I think it's, it's not it's probably been You can't know. You, it, it is unknowable on turn one of your run which snakes you're going to get. Like, it's actually unknowable. Right. Well, it does because it doesn't it doesn't roll for it until. No, but it, it can't roll for it without changing it. Mm. Right. Because it's. I don't know if I don't know if people know how it works, and so I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my only part of that was writing Shen, so I don't. I, I guess totally I guess nobody cares. It, it 
like if determined. you get there on day X, it will always be the same snakes. Day X of your run. Right. Sort of. Uh yeah, if you've started the war. <clears throat> okay. So for a given person defined by whether they've started the war when they do this quest or not, the day of your run that you are on determines which snakes you get assigned. And it is predictable. Right. So that was that was a way of like not letting that add swing to runs, right? Hmm. So in short, if you're playing optimally, you already basically know what you're getting. Yeah, but I mean that's the problem. If you're like this is a bone that we threw to optimal players who, by virtue of them being optimal players, will never play this content instead of the pirates. I, you know, I think a lot of more casual repeat ascenders are going are are doing the copperhead stuff because it's fun. Right? I mean, somebody who doesn't care that like the fastest path through the copperhead stuff and I mean, I think it is just a handful of turns. Well, but it's not just the number of turns, it's when you can do them. Yeah. And that's that is actually more important. It is, me. and it's also a thing that I don't want like I can't because this, like, the Copperhead stuff is one of the very few parts of the game that I consider to have a story. Really? Okay. Right? And it can't start without the beginning of it happening. Sure, but you could add shortcuts to the story from sort of non-sequitur yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> you could add stuff in earlier content that you could go out of your way to get, like something that took five turns at level three that shaved ten turns off of it once you got there. Right. And that's fine. I like that. Right? But it's, I mean, I think that, that what they like about that being earlier with the pirates is they can get it out of the way when they're sacrificing less by fighting right. monsters that are that low level. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Bingledary says, wondering if an unread message count is possible for the future of KOL. I think that we have the data that would allow us to do just like a little badge on the on your mail icon. <clears throat> One problem with that is that that menu naturally doesn't ever refresh. Oh, huh. Like it loads once when you log in and because of the magic of frames, it never has to load. It doesn't have to load every time you click on anything. Um, no. The magic of frames. Hey, Chicken Co. says oh, no, 09. I've been listening to the podcast in reverse order. Wow, that must make it really confusing. Oh, wait, here. This is going out just to you, oh, no, 09. <laughs> Dude, I wonder what I just said backwards. Are you going to go listen to heavy metal and kill your family? I've been listening to the podcast in reverse order, and today I heard you mention that there's a notification that pops up every time somebody defeats an ultra-rare monster. I was wondering when the last time somebody beat a temporal bandit was. Which ultra-rare is the most common? Temporal bandit. There was one within the past week. Yeah. You know, what's weird is that the one that is most common is almost always the newest one. Either that or there's that confirmation bias that's the one that you notice. Yeah. When you learn a word, you suddenly start seeing it everywhere. Like when you drive a particular kind of car, they're everywhere. It's like, no, it's just that that's the reason that you have to pay attention to it. Um, it's possible that the farmers are always going to the new areas because those items have not yet bottomed out in price. Yeah. I mean, I guess new areas. That doesn't really explain the 
optimal spreadsheet once i mean you know it's entirely possible that people just are running armies of multis in places where ultra rares exist in the hopes of increasing their chances and it's work and that would work right like the only thing that you can do to make yourself more likely to get an ultra rare is to adventure in places where there are ultra rares right and you know if they're being clever enough about it to not get caught right you know i mean so that's a possibility but it's not it's not like overwhelmingly that it's just you know i mean we've just seen like the nuge a lot lately which that's kind of cool actually that that's actually weird because you run out of that zone do you don't you i don't remember. i don't remember if the zone clears out once you've unlocked the way to the zeppelin because that that's interesting but the temporal bandit is going to be the mo- the least common because it's available to you so Such a for so time. little time unless you're like deliberately yeah. screwing with it um f says i was hoping for a back-end view of how you manage different paths during the twitch stream plus i was hoping for a view of your back-end do you quickly describe or could you quickly describe the system in place for managing your current and old paths so much of that stuff is just hard-coded into various places um there's you know, like the, a to-do your path list is, that cd moyer has to run through every time he makes a path yeah there's like a little a little checklist for all the different things that have to be touched but they're all in code they're all in code yeah and that's we don't have a path spindler or something yeah because that would it would because they're all so different yeah they that, and they, they do such different things yeah um mm-hmm. Disco Fiva Diva says, I really like the bottle day as an extra reward for slow and steady. Do you plan on to include new rewards for some future challenge paths as well? I want to do something that's at least as good as a bottle day for every future challenge path, actually. That's cool. Um, that's, that's part of, part of it is incentivizing current runs, current runs, you know, even with the unpopular restrictions on them. Um, and part of it is like, because of those restrictions, we can do that, right? It is it is such an interesting way to create limited content. It is. I think I think it might let us put stuff in like a cool rarity sweet spot. Yeah, like these bottle days are like a million and a half minutes because they're gonna go down for a little while, but then they're gonna go they're gonna go up. way the fuck up. Yep, and that is. That is really interesting, right? Because do you do a bunch of runs and sell them for a quick buck or do you do a bunch of runs and save them to use yourself because they're really valuable or do you save them to sell later because they're really valuable? And maybe some weird thing that dropped becomes optimal as a pull for challenge paths later. Who knows? Maybe we specifically engineer that to happen. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's. Having a thing that like you can get on purpose, but that you can only get on purpose every X days where X is maybe as low as three or four if you're really good at playing the game is like, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that as a scarcity. Or four or five. Well, in this case. Wax Hello. says, yeah. annual explanation of Hot Stuff's name. No. What's your name this year? Still Hot Stuff. Yeah. Uh, Wax says, regarding trendy S restrictions for all future challenge paths, is that content from two years ago and onwards starting January 1st is usable and everything before that isn't? Yeah. Each 
path will just have a date at which is the cutoff point and um it's always going to be the january from two years prior so there will be anywhere from two to three years worth of stuff available depending on when it comes out when the path comes out it's not gonna like for a path that that leapfrogs the year boundary it won't change mid path like once the date is set for a path, that is the date for the entire time that path is current. So I guess those challenge paths, which no one ever cares about because they're always boring and they're always in the middle of crimbo stuff, will technically have like the most items of the month available because they will also get January and February of the following year. Um, but yeah, whatever. And they already had the most because they came last. Yeah. Uh, Stumps McGee says, do you feel good looking at the leaderboards for this path and seeing more seal clubbers than disco bandits? Cause it makes me happy. Yeah, no, I like it. I like, I get that batter up is a big deal, but it's so weird to me that this one thing that we were holding back as a potential way of making seal clubbers more appealing to ascenders was the difference between it being almost universally reviled and it being characterized as the best class for ascending. Like, fuck you guys. It's <laughs> basically why. <laughs> not, not, not fuck you guys, but God damn it. God damn it. I like you guys, I guess. <laughs> um, Anyway, now that some time has passed on the class revamps, what are your feelings slash thoughts on how it went? I remember it almost entirely fondly, I guess. Uh, I had a lot of fun You making like making it. skills. I do like making skills. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed working on it, and I think that it made the, it made the game better. Um, there were some world events. Yeah, the world events were fun, and I wish, uh, I wish people hadn't been so so shitty about the seal clubber revamp because that really broke me a lot like in ways that stuff like hadn't in the past because i was super 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 proud of it and then it was just like so universally shit on for such dumb reasons that Ugh, God. So anyway, that's part of what I remember about the class revamps. Mostly, I just remember having a good time making cool video game things for people to enjoy. <laughs> so I guess that's okay. Um, Viral Effigy says, so how about a prom-themed world event? A wizard and witch who didn't get to go to their prom take over the kingdom and transform it into a 24-7 prom. There could be some interesting teamwork elements, perhaps some class-specific skill books, and of course, a final fight against the prom king and queen, unless that already happened. Man, I don't know. Anything what if about you are the fucking prom? Oh, my maybe mom. You, maybe you get to vote for a male and a female character in the kingdom. Hmm. Player characters. Did, you, did either of you guys go to your prom? I went to two proms. Oh gosh. Yeah, I went to mine. Yeah. I, as a guy who could not have gotten a date to, literally, I couldn't have gotten a date to save my life. I think if I had had some sort of weird, like date aids. That they call it that because the cure for it is to have a date. You, you've you met both of my prom dates, actually. Have I? Yeah. Okay. Um, They're both married to 
other high school friends. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, I don't know anything about proms. I guess I'd have to just let everybody else write what my mom was, uh, would have, would have been the prom date prom queen, but, uh, she did not go to her prom because my dad who was like 26 did not, did not feel like it was a good idea for him to go to a high school prom. (laughs) She would have been prom queen if she had gone. Yeah. Does, how do you know? Well, I don't know. Maybe she wouldn't have. She could have just been a shoe in among the other candidates. The other candidates were all, I don't know. Warty or something. <laughs> there was a, she was the only girl in her graduating class because it was a really small school. Okay, she was nominated for prom queen but didn't go to prom. I see. So I like to think that if she had gone, she would have won. I see. Well, that's a good story. Yeah, it's a better story if I say she would have been prom queen, and if you don't make me <laughs> back, make me back it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just didn't. I just what didn't have we understand. learned? What have we learned today? Hot stuff. <laughs> that that the. Idea of a story is better than the actual execution of a story. Felgod says, hey, Mr. Johnson, Simmons and Connor. Hey, now. Uh, so what for what business reason did you need to get a Windows tablet? Ugh, God, for just getting business angry all the time at <laughs> how terrible this is. You can't be this... a proper businessman without some business anger. Yeah. So I like I took this tablet to colorado and like was and messing got, around he got it, it super super, super baked. high uh yeah no and i was just messing around trying to like customize it and like that is super frustrating like because you like that the the windows 8 start screen has all those like tiles on it and you can move them around and stuff like that but the way you do that is you hold down a tile until it like shifts out of position just slightly and then you have to fucking like beyond the ball and move it real quick because if you continue to hold it it just resettles down and it doesn't move there's like a quarter second window where you can actually get it to to go somewhere um and it's just awful it was just like super painful awful so i just sort of put it down put it away and then i went to turn it off before i left and it was already like it wasn't turning on you tried to turn it on so you could turn it off well no i just well i tried to check you know i tried it it was it was just off and i was like "Uh uh-huh i guess the battery ran out in like two days with of no activity like that's a thing um and so when I got back, I, I tried to turn it on and it was not turning on. I was like, oh, this is not good. So I plugged it in and eventually it started and I was like, oh, uh, updating Windows. I was like, oh, God, mm. fuck this. Did that for about an hour. Got to some screen. It said, oh, well, that didn't work. Fail- failure to update. Uh, reverting to previous save. And it just kept like it would do that for about an hour. It would reboot. And said, oh, it didn't, it didn't actually work that time, reverting to previous version. <laughs> Did that for like five hours until it finally just wow. started up and, or, yeah, it was nuts. Have you read about the, the new stuff they're putting in iOS 8? Uh, not really, no. There's some, there's some cool stuff. They're, they're adding support for like third party keyboards, like swipe. And oh, good. They're, they're doing, uh, like better, uh, uh, well, not just better handling, but the ability to easily transmit data between apps. So like you can send a picture from one app directly to another app without having to put it in your photo album first. And Interesting. A bunch of stuff like that. Hmm. Should be pretty good. <clears throat> I might oh, actually oh, try. Man, the, swi- the best hmm? thing, the best thing they're doing is they're, they're, uh, they're setting it up so that if you have your your phone or your iPad plugged in, you can just shout at Siri without having to push the button. She'll like huh. listen for you. Uh, that's that's like another always on thing that nobody wants. 
Uh, you know, know I had it's to Star Trek. <clears throat> I eventually had to buy another set of headphones to use while I'm sleeping because, because my what? phone was constantly switching oh. into voice dialing mode and calling people in Whoa. the middle of the night when I would roll over onto the the clicky thing. Huh. And I you can't fucking turn that off. You can't say phone I never ever ever <laughs> want to use voice dialing especially just calling a random person from my contact list at four in the morning like who, who all did you call uh did you uh, doug, sleep talk at them doug fuller at once okay yeah um uh skipper boyfriend okay who i met once at at, at some point yeah. all right no it's pretty good yeah that's good. i was always able to shut it off maybe even before it rang on their end but I was just like, Jesus Christ, like I have people in my phone that I don't want to like butt dial. Yeah, like the, it would like I would feel like such an asshole if I just accidentally called someone at four in the morning and they just got to listen to me snoring like mm. and like I don't know them well enough that they were just like, oh, that's Zach. He's such a prankster. <laughs> um, Sleep pranks. Yeah. <clears throat> pardon me um yeah i would totally use swipe yeah on the iphone yeah because i remember somebody that we knew that had an android phone saying like check out this new replacement keyboard that i got and i went to use it and it was so much better than the oh, i like well. i got pretty fast yeah it was i got pretty fast with the ios keyboard but it like they just changed it in a way that made me start constantly making fucking mistakes again oh, that's true like I don't understand, like, I'm, I don't want to go all Jonathan Blow here, but I'm having the exact same problem that Jonathan Blow is having. I just don't tweet about it all the time where it's like, what the fuck happened? Like this worked. The users got trained to use this thing and to be able to type pretty fast. And then it just changed such that now everyone who used to be fast at typing on an iPhone is just fucking stuff up all the time. Yep. And I like... Mm. I never really noticed any difference, although I've I never I never got used to what like when you type something and it decides you've typed it wrong and it says here's what I'm going to replace that with, I either never catch that in time or always pick the wrong thing to do to try to get rid of it. Yeah, cuz it's never clear. Like tapping yeah. it makes it replace it and tapping the X makes it give up or something. Yeah, anyway. This is the second most interesting conversation we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> Breckenridge says, G'day, guys. I gave up asking questions in 2009 because you stopped answering Radio Bugbear, and I refused to use Twitter and or the forums. However, with this new form, I've decided to get back into the question game. Yeah, uh, That's interesting. Uh, first up, Jick, I know you're wary of people who say X makes the game bad for newbies who aren't newbies, and rightly so, because fuck those guys, but please hear me out. <laughs> I remember the day I started playing KOL a good decade ago, and two things stick out of my memory as being confusing. One, the fact that debuff stats are the same color blue as buff stats and not red. Yeah. That's sure. Huh. That totally makes sense. Sure. I can buy that. Um, and that actually should be pretty easy to change this one though. I disagree with and two that the miscellaneous consumable section is not divided into spleen and non spleen items. Um, 
I also know that this time uh, you were on record. I also know that around this time you were on record as saying that combat macros were tantamount to a win the game button and fullness counter was never going to happen. Uh, I'm not taking the inch mile line. I would just like to make a genuine good natured inquiry as to why you believe these things shouldn't or should be in the game today in, in today's design paradigm. Yes, I suspect that the misconsumable section is hard coded, not standardized, but I really truly believe that it would be worth it. I don't think that in general it is even a little bit important to a new player or even most older players, whether a thing is a spleen item or not. You think? Yeah, I really do. It is. So it is not nearly as much turn gen as food or booze, but it's like it is a totally legitimate one. And for speed players, it's it's important. Sure. Um, or for oxygenarians. Well, sure. I mean, I don't consider anyone on their second ascension to be a new player, right? That's one thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I like, I don't know why I feel that it is, it is because since I never intended for, it's, for spleen to just yeah. be another organ whose primary use is l- limiting turn gen. Yeah. I don't want to formalize it. And I know that I, that's stupid because I have formalized it. I've just formalized it without explaining it. Yeah. But. And I think that's the problem. It's like players, players don't recognize that sort of historical progression. And so I can understand why that is the case. Yeah. But I mean, the other thing is that it's hard to, it would have to just be a hard coded section yeah. for spleen items because it would be eh. great to, to go back and generalize those. But. I mean, I like I could probably do it in a day, right? But that's a day that you're but not it's a whole day. New like, yeah, I mean that that's and that's yeah, yeah. you know I it's know. always easier when I go to make a new spleen item. Like, and also some of them are weird, right? So sure. it's not all like a lot of them you could handle via the same consumption table as as food and booze, but a lot of them you couldn't. I feel like in my brain spleen was going to be the primary way to generate pvp fights and i don't think we've ended up going with that model yeah i don't know i mean you're you're saying in the like pvp 1.5 world yeah i don't know that we i mean because i had always wanted food and like there to be food and booze that generated pvp fights right um and there are yeah but i feel like when the topic of pvp fights for spleen came up we were like i remember you shooting real low oh i did yields like less than one fight per spleen yep well because i mean there were some precedents before that well yeah there was like a one fight for five spleen or something because when there was when there was almost no way to do it yeah um because it was definitely an area to grow but i i kind of had like i think i had hoped that you would use food and booze for turns and spleen for fights and that would just be sort of be like the way that a casual player who was just sort of trying to get a, a wide panoply of experiences would do it. And like, we just, ha- we haven't really pushed that envelope. There were a bunch of spleen store items that we talked about that we never followed through in making. Like what? A bunch of hats. That did stuff. Oh, right, right, right. Wait, spleen. No, Sto- no, but, but sorry, the PvP, PvP store, store okay. PvP store, yeah, yeah. swagger stores. Yeah, I never really figured out a good way to 
make that a thing. I mean, yeah. it's less of a big deal now that the list of minis is more or less fixed. Like we haven't right. invented a new mini in a while, but not during that, the, during the early design time of the Coliseum and the whole structure, not knowing how many of them there were going to be right. made it really made the idea of making a new hat for every PVP mini really abhorrent. Yeah. And I, I think that we probably wouldn't want to, do yeah now. i mean I, yeah i also think like also because of the hat rack i fucking hate making hats and that huh. is lame but i just do like a lot of the time if i'm like yeah oh, this should drop a piece of gear that does something i will be less likely to make it a hat hmm. because i don't want to mess with the hat rack stuff which is so dumb that is un- that is sad do you feel the same way about pants yeah i kind of do but the those have the advantage of there being almost zero interesting kinds of pants in the world. Like, <laughs> like you could name 20 kinds of hat if you wanted, but you could not name 10 kinds of pants. I guess that's probably true. Do you count shorts? Short, that's a kind of pants. So capris. Okay. Uh, swim trunks. Jeans. Je- swim trunks or shorts. Oh, so that's, that's three. not cool. Oh, that doesn't count. Okay. So, so, all right. You guys got four. They're, they're different. Uh, uh, do you count our underwear pants? No. What about boxer shorts? No. Wait. Are they accessories? No. I mean, like, they're in the game, they're actually pants. So, yeah. it's- no two things that you can wear at the same time can both be pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, otherwise, sorry. Otherwise, you'd be wearing two pairs of pants. Yeah, and you'd be yeah. Four pants, and you only so, have two legs. <laughs> yep. So snow pants aren't pants. Yep. <laughs> oh my not. god, that'd be six legs. Rain pants. Uh, uh, that's not even a thing. Sure it is. I own a pair. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Zip off pants. Are is that a kind of pants? No, that's a that's a kind of that's an attribute of pants. Like it's like saying, all right, jeans. Gray jeans. <laughs> okay. Orange jeans. All right. Yeah, I can name like Roy G. I can name seven kinds of pants. Corduroy? Yeah, corduroy's are kind of pants. Okay, so that's an, that's an entirely yeah. separate. Tweed? No. Burlap? Uh, uh, overalls? <laughs> those aren't pants. That's Those are overalls. They're mostly pants. They're, if they're you, okay. pants. They're if like you a said, pants shirt combo. If a guy, if a guy Tuxedo? asked for his pants and you handed him his overalls, Dress. he would stab you with a pitchfork. You know he would have one handy if he was <laughs> the kind of guy. Stripe racing. <sighs> okay, that, marching band. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> marching bands aren't real. They just wear a different kind of spandex. You can't be like policeman pants, fireman pants, <laughs> taxi driver pants. Why not? Psychiatrist pants, doctor pants. <laughs> Big boy. Programmer pants. Big boy pants. (laughs) Artist pants. Painter pants. I feel like I've gotten pretty close to 10, if not Electrician pants. (laughs) (laughs) But took a really long time was my point. Plumber pants. You named... Oh, right. Yeah. They've got that extra crack. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, Breckenridge continues. Also, consider this a belated thanks for making effects display their enchantments. Well, consider this a, a timely you're welcome. For that belated thanks. Also, also, explain to Jake what it's like to be able to see the color red for the purposes of this discussion. Hey, come on. And in case it wasn't obvious, I love KOL, I love all you blokes, and I've played KOL daily for nearly half my time on Earth. Wow. wow. Yeah, wow. Thank you, Breckenrouge, for cool. sticking around. I am I am sorry that 
there was that period of time where you were alienated from asking radio questions. Um, oh, because you stopped reading Radio Bugbear? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's interesting. Well, because, you know, I, I feel like if you had to go to to outside, you know, social media to do something, you probably wouldn't. Like, you, you've you sort of adopted Twitter as a reasonable thing, but a lot of people haven't. Yeah, so yeah. That's No, I, and I can definitely I totally, understand why somebody totally wouldn't do it. I just, you know... It wasn't like a philosophical thing to stop using Radio Bugbear. It was, it was just worse because it was tied to a system that wasn't designed for it. Right. right? The thing that we have now is the best thing because it is made for these purposes. It allows us to have like organizational tools for it on the back end. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you for sticking around and listening and, and coming back in. And thank you for letting me know that that's a thing that happened. I mean, we probably lost some people when we stopped using forum threads, you know, and that sucks. True. Um, Wax says black cat can't bat away hundred percent drops next Twitch event. Can you make any potential hundred percent drops? Only 99% drops that way. People with black cats can have those items batted away. Um, also I keep huh. going into combats when I submit this. So if it gets submitted 12 times, you'll read all of them. Right. Also, I keep going into combats when I submit this, so if you, it didn't really get submitted multiple times. Dimaliti says, So one of the things I was most excited about in Dreadsylvania was the new mechanic you introduced, the ghost pencils. My first thought about them was, wow, they're finally figuring out a way to point directly at non-combats. I wonder if this mechanic will spread to the rest of the game. Now that you've been doing a lot of revamps, I've seen no trace of this really cool mechanic make its way into the game in any way. I know this idea is pretty strange, but if you made an item of the month that gave you the functionality of the ghost pencil for other non-combats in the rest of the game, I know I would be very happy about that. Of course, if you think it would break some things, you could exclude certain non-combats. What do you think? Have people commented to you about how great an experiment it was to have a mechanic to go directly to a non combat i mean it sounds super powerful yeah it would and and also it would be you it would basically be a thing where we would have to opt everything into it because so many non-combats have complex conditionals on them right yeah and the ones that you most want to get to are the ones that are going to have the most game logic associated with like this idea comes up a lot right like scully has proposed like you know a a thing that's like a romantic arrow but for non-combats right because that's a thing that is very easy to describe but it's very difficult to imagine the actual implementation of it if you're not constantly like elbows deep in the in the mechanics of how that stuff actually works with dreadsylvania it, that was there are, part of the design. There are the two things. Yeah. One is that it was made from the ground up to support that. And the second one was that because of that, all of those non-combats are places instead of events that happen. Mm. Right? right. There are a lot of recurrent non-combats and choice adventures and stuff in the game. It, you know, the more recently made ones are a place that you are. And then you can go do various things because you're like back at this place that you've been before. But most of the non-combats that exist in the game are not like that. Most of them are like, ah, you find this thing or you have just arrived here for the first time and we're giving you a description of what's going on in the zone. And it just there would be there would be so many more exceptions than there would be things that fit any kind of a sane rule for that, that it's it's not super practical to do um and if it was like for something that was going to be an item of the month i would want it to be like as powerful and as simple as possible and there's no 
I don't think there's any way to do that that is powerful and simple. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that this is this is a super good question. Like I, yep, I that's also yeah. Um, Hexadoom says since Word Realms is built in Flash, there's a pretty decent uh, way to shift those to mobile. And he says I've been told that any decent programmer could probably convert a decent sized Flash game in a couple of weekends. Th- not there was a bunch of UI that would have to be yeah. It's re- less about thought. it's less about converting it to a mobile app than it is making the UI something that doesn't require a mouse. Yeah. Um, and that's a big and comprehensive rewrite of so much of the game, right? Because you would not have, if we just ported it, you would never be able to look and see what an item does. You would never, you would have no way of knowing what a skill does. Like, it just yep. th- there's so much of it would have to be rebuilt UI wise to make it make any kind of sense, and that stuff is all so shoestringed together yep. that it would just be it would be a nightmare. It's not even a little bit of thing that somebody could do in a couple of weekends. Um, Hexadoom says, "Just listen to the podcast from the 29th. Here's what I know about Twitch's monetization rules." Uh, Basically, it seems like we could annoy the shit out of everyone watching and maybe make like $30. <laughs> oh, so, you mean like with ads? Yeah. So given I, – I, I was pretty sure that I was totally not interested in it, but I'm even totally not interested did, in it now. Did you actually look into how much – Revenue comes from from ad stuff. No, he did, and he and oh. he, he he spelled it out. I, I didn't want to read it because it, it was it was long and just a lot of lists of numbers. But it was basically like for every thousand people that see something, for every like thousand people that click through, you get twenty dollars or something like that. Hmm. So like, does he does yeah. he mention the subscriptions, the channel subscriptions? No. But I mean, if it's a thing that we're only doing like once a month at the most frequent, I guess we decided when the next one's going to be. Um, yep. So here's a, an initial heads up for people who are paying attention to this podcast. Uh, the next Twitch stream is going to be June Sunday, June 22nd at 6 p.m. Pacific. Pacific. That uh, does, does that conflict with probably not. I think that's July, but uh, Summer Games Done Quick is coming up soon. Mm. Mm. Summer games done quick. Yeah. California I, games done quick. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. No, you know, uh, the, the awesome games done quick. Right. Again thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Are they going to keep doing that as like a charity event every year? Yeah. They, they, they do. No, they do two every year. They do awesome games and then they do summer games. Huh. Uh, let me see. I've got it here. Uh, the official dates are June 22nd to June 28th. Yeah, but I don't. Th- this is already decided. Yeah, I it's mean, probably it's right at the beginning, so it's probably. And there's also deal. like we're always going to be conflicting with something. Like yeah. we were conflicting with like a a riot. I, mean, I can understand. You know. I can understand not wanting to conflict with something that is also a big deal. Big deal on Twitch, I guess. But yeah, I don't know and with gamers. I don't know how much over. But Twitch is only for gamers. I don't know how much overlap okay. yeah. there is going to be. I bet there's none. Like because like you know, are people not? Uh, are people who are interested in watching the like League of Legends championship gonna like 
not watch our thing. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. But it's also it also conflicts with real world TV that some people still watch live. Yeah. Right? Like, well, the, just the fact that it's the very first day of. Well, the fact that it's a thing that event, you're the, that thing that you're really interested in, I think, is the no, is no, the I, main. No, my, my what what I'm saying is I don't think it'll be a big deal because right. sure. it's 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 not conflicting with the meat of the event, which happens later in the week. Morgan Blair says, sorry if my last comment sounded like an insult. I said the live dev event was more interesting than I had expected. Uh, I see how you could take that the way you did, but since I had planned on watching and did watch the entire eight-hour stream, saying that it was more interesting than I expected shouldn't imply or be assumed to indicate that my expectation was for it to be uninteresting. No, I know. I was joking. Um, no, see, the, the funny thing is he was joking about his apology. He, he also thought it was going to be boring. <laughs> Uh, F says, do you think the video games hot dog podcast would be interesting enough to do on a Twitch stream, at least every now and then for user questions that you never answer? No, it's not at all anything to look at. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I mean, there's some dudes sitting on couches. Occasionally yeah. we drink beverages. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, it'd be hard to film in, in the studio that we use because we're on, we're sitting on couches on opposite sides of the room. And also Riff isn't here. Yeah, there's that. And I have. Have I like gone into how awesome it is that we get to sit on couches and do this? No, like, it's pretty good. It is so good. We talked about it. You were buttery hot stuff because of it. <sighs> so good. It was really good. It's really buttery. Really buttery. It's really, really buttery in here. That's, uh, that's F says, weird, what about a guys. plus adventures familiar for an item of the month? Have it equipped at rollover plus five adventures, et cetera. Yappity smackity. Yappity <laughs> <laughs> smackity. It's good. <laughs> I mean, there already is one. There's multiple kinds, right? There's the hair. No, I mean, there's a there's a familiar that you can equip and then equip a time sword in it to get. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, like um, or crazy bastard sword or whatever. Yeah, I don't. You don't consider that a plus adventure? No, I do. I, I do. I, I'm. 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 I don't think I would do that. I mean, it, it, like, I guess if there was a thing where it was like, God, we just need some little boost to this to make it more worth buying that like have this be a thing that replaces a disembodied hand with a time sword in it as the optimal right. familiar to have in there. Right. Cause those a disembodied hand plus a time sword. I mean, even though it's a thing that some people have spent a lot of money getting right. A lot of meat getting it's well, like, that's not the primary purpose of the disembodied hand. Mm, I bet it is for some people. I bet as a goal, like if your goal is, I, I can imagine the person whose goal in acquiring old limited time stuff is to maximize rollover adventures, right? Okay. Because that's that, just, you, it is like being able to equip uh, another weapon is such a strong thing. Oh yeah. Getting, getting another entire item's worth of enchantments was the main thing of that, but that's, that, that is what it's being used for sure. in this context, right? Sure. Like, so, um, no, but you're right. I mean, I guess that proves your point, not mine. But still, I guess I could see adding that as an ancillary feature on some thing that didn't seem cool enough. But the problem with adding random ancillary features to things that don't seem cool enough is that that's how we ended up with the Viva La Mask and the Bandersnatch. <laughs> you, so this does not pass one of your like four tenets of what an item of the month should be because it does not feel awesome. That in itself doesn't feel yeah, awesome. That's exactly. what that, this is what I'm saying. It's not. It's not a feature that I would add to make it feel awesome. It's a feature that I would add Something to that wasn't quite awesome. subtly entice somebody who was on the fence about buying it. I see. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah. You know, if 
dev reaction to an item of the month is, eh, I don't know. I don't know how cool this seems. Like, well, what if we added this? Eh, what if we added this? Eh, what if we added this? Eh, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> like, yeah, we never should have invited that guy in here. <laughs> we never should have installed this super weird text-to-speech thing. Um, You know what I got to do? Drink some beer. Pee and, and then replace eat. that pee and then replace the food that I digested earlier with some different food. Cool. So let's do that. Uh, listeners, you can flip over the record and listen to the next episode of Video Games Hot Dog. Until then, we'll be eating. Adieu. Bye. <laughs>